Welcome to Court Killers. Reckoning the world of entertainment is turned upside down, and we're just trying to find out what to watch, where to watch, and whenever we can, we want to watch. I'm Tom Merritt. Where's the good stuff, Brian? Oh, man, there's only one way to find out. I suppose it's to go on a uh, supply run. On a supply run, you say? Such as these will affect you in the future. (laughs) Ah, the big news in the world of cord cutting is the announcement that later this year, at some price we don't know, under some name that has yet to be revealed, a holy trinity of sports programming providers will come together like... Some other Trinity. I can't think of what a Trinity would be. Is it so the character from the Matrix? Anyway, uh, we're gonna get <laughs> Warner Brothers Discovery, Fox, and Disney uh, to combine on a sports streaming service. So over the internet, you'll be able to get everything that's on ESPN, TNT, FS1, all in one bundle. Uh, that covers just about 55% of all the sports that is offered in the United States. It was a surprise announcement. Disney led the way with the announcement. It'll be the first time you'll be able to get all of the ESPN stuff without having to sign up for a wider cable-like package. You can get all the ESPN stuff on Sling TV. You can get it on DirecTV now. It's You can get it on YouTube TV. Uh, but now you'll be able to get it without having to sign up for one of those bigger packages. Uh, the hitch is you won't get all the sports. There's still sports on Peacock. There's still sports on Paramount Plus. There's also sports on Amazon Prime. There's also sports on Apple TV Plus. But it does get us a much f- longer way towards giving sports fans one streaming service that will give them a large uh, number of sports. And Disney announced that next year, so a year after this combo service, they will begin offering a standalone ESPN service. You may be confused if you've heard there's ESPN+. Plus. ESPN+, Plus, you pay to get things that aren't on ESPN. It's a streaming-only service. Whereas ESPN in 2025 will give you SportsCenter. It'll give you everything that's on ESPN, ESPN2, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, Brian, uh, the, the streaming of sports isn't solved yet, but it's becoming clearer. Well, in many ways, and if you're brand new to the game that we've been following, then uh, this may sound like a complication. Trust us. After 15 years on this beat, Tom and I, I think we would both agree that this is a simplification. This is an echo of an echo of an echo of an un, of an intractable problem that we assumed at one point would make it impossible for uh, for the cord to ever get cut in the original days, people, most people didn't realize that of their hundred dollar plus cable bill, fully 35 to 45 to $55 of it were for uh, sports things that they never watched because ESPN was so, so good at negotiations in the early days. And yes, this does kind of reek of an echo of that, but man, is this a better problem to have than we had back in the day? Yeah. If you're comparing it to cable where you could pay a price to get all the sports on cable, by the way, that was new in the 90s. I still remember in the 80s when you might live in a region where your cable service didn't have ESPN or maybe you're more likely didn't have TNT and therefore you couldn't get or TBS or something. Uh, by the 90s, most of all cable services had all the sports uh, channels that had most of the stuff that people watched. So compared to that, 
it's not as good because you still will have to get this combo bundle and possibly Peacock and Paramount Plus and maybe even Apple TV Plus or Amazon Prime if you really want to have everything. But it's it's taking us down the road that Hulu took us with TV shows back in the day. Now, Hulu started for entirely different reasons. Hulu started because the broadcast networks were mad at, at YouTube. Uh, this is starting because they actually want to serve sports fans and sell them a subscription. But in other ways, it's similar, which is three networks that are big in the space combining their efforts to win over fans. If you remember, well, Hulu started with just uh, ABC, Fox, and eventually NBC, and I don't think CBS ever joined it. Is Am I understanding this right? Is uh, that these three are making this announcement before they even have a name for what the product is. Well, they're not telling us the name anyway. Yeah, that's right. Uh, without an announced method to get the product, Correct. but the uh, clear implication that you'll be able to staple it onto other products. For example, like I, I don't actually have a Paramount Plus account, but I do staple it on to my Amazon.com sure. account. Yeah, yeah, It'll yeah. Be like one of those things. Yeah, they they did say for sure that whatever this new service is called, you'll be able to bundle it with Disney Plus or bundle it with Max. Now, whether you'll be able to bundle it with Amazon or Apple TV, which would be useful because those services also have their own sports, they did not say. But uh, they did say they will have bundling. They also didn't tell the sports leagues that they were going to make this announcement. Uh, they have all the rights that allows them to do this. There's, there's because they have rights to stream, and they're just teaming up to stream all in one service. So there's, they're not violating any agreements. But you know, usually you give the leagues a head heads up, and they did not give the leagues the heads up in this case. So I thought that was interesting too. I wonder if, in a little way, and this is rampant speculation. Uh, please don't think I know anything, but it's like. Um, if 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 you want to, uh, this is a, an unfortunate metaphor. I can't think of a better one. If you want to train a dog, you don't explain why you're doing the things to the dog. You sure. just do things and you let the dog figure out, oh, oh, you're the one who's in charge of whether or not the door gets yeah. opened. Oh, when I do that, I end up getting a reward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you think it's rude. They're treating the sports leagues like training a dog? Well, I, I, previously, the sports leagues have been the ones who were in control. They they had the position to demand things. And if what you want to establish is, no, 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 no. We, uh, uh, <laughs> the, that line from Captain Phil Phillips where it's like, look at my eyes. I am the captain now. <laughs> you know, there may be a little bit of that going on. At this I, point. I think you're right because there, there are some negotiations for the NBA coming up between ESPN and TNT, uh, between Disney and, and Warner Brothers Discovery. So this might be a little, little gamesmanship there. A little bit of performative action, yeah. uh, which, which if, if it is, it does make sense and it does track um, the, the 55%. Uh, who, who does that leave on the 45 side? Um, Peacock, yeah, I, Paramount Plus, Amazon, Apple, for the most part. There's 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 some other sports here and there uh, elsewhere, but if you brought all of those over, you'd get closer to ninety percent. Yeah, I feel like uh, a uh, oh, oh, oh. if I were to rampantly speculate, which is the one thing that I am good at doing, Tom Merritt, it would be that everybody is agreeing that. Hey man, having sports stapled to cable 
really messed up a lot of easy moves for our content because everything had to be tied to ESPN and cable and the carriage fees and all that stuff. What say we create a little box for all of sports to live in and all of us can staple it to whatever things we have, but in general, let's not make that mistake again. Again, yeah. speculation, but but you tell me if that rings true. No, that rings true. And and it was easy for Disney and Warner to do this because they both had already set up their sports packages as separate. Remember, we talked earlier this year that Max has Bleacher Report. Uh, as a brand for its sports programming that you will have to pay extra to keep on max. So it's already separated out. Uh, and that'll make it easy to be like, well, if you just want our sports, you get bleacher report. If you want our sports plus others, get this new combo service. Disney is the same way. ESPN plus is separate. The ESPN service will also be separate from Disney plus and Hulu. So if you want to add it on, it's already there. Fox doesn't have a service to add things onto. They own Tubi, but they don't really run Tubi at like like Disney runs Disney Plus or or Warner runs Max. So it's easy for them to be like, yeah, okay, so that's just a way for us to have an additional revenue stream. Got it. Turn on the taps. We'll take the money. Uh, I and so I'm wondering if they're going to try to entice Paramount Plus and Peacock into the tent. Uh, Paramount Plus is a possible takeover target. So there might be some some thinking there of like, well, that content will end up at one of these companies eventually anyway. So, you know, let's just hold off on that. Uh, and Comcast, which owns Peacock, might just be playing the big shot and saying, we think we're better off alone. We don't want to team up with you. But I wouldn't be shocked to see one or the other of those added into this service, maybe even before launch or or, or shortly after. I doubt you'll see Apple or Amazon add their sports content to this. Um, uh, 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 two, uh, two points. Number one, uh, 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 this is a good time to remind everybody that not all parts of all divisions of all companies are on the same page at any given time. Good point. Um, the, the example I love to to, to uh, call back to is there was a time that Sony was suing everybody for making mp3s and yet also selling an mp3 player yeah. like like there are different divisions so so uh, uh we want to reduce all these to in individual characters that may not be the case um and yes given the status that 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 apple has it makes sense for them to kind of you know keep a little bit of distance in there but but in general i mean my my general vibe here is like finally uh, uh, they're doing it smarter. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say smart test, but I'll say smarter. The the other reason they may not have given the leagues a head up, uh, heads up, is they may want to cajole the leagues into providing their own services as add-ons to this. Right, so you can get NBA League Pass, you can get ML MLB at bat uh, or extra innings, depending on where you are. It's oh, that's interesting. Things. That that that's something that on the surface would look to be to the outside eyes uh, counter to the very nature of this agreement but but per game theory would be like but if you were then later we can negotiate with you directly yeah, you yeah. The, uh, with the thing yeah and uh so gauchem is saying will cable still be a better deal if you want all the sports at the end of the day probably not uh i'm gonna say no it it could be that this is priced out of the world but i doubt it 
Um, especially because cable doesn't have all the sports anymore. So, so it's not like you're, 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 you're able to guarantee getting all the sports by getting cable. There's one counter example I could come up with, which is, uh, as you know, I like to have lunch at sports bars, even though I don't watch the sports, I just Mm -hmm. watch the production and, and read the closed captions. Um, I do know this much every time it gets rainy, all the direct TV places stop being able to show things. Every time there's a hiccup on the router, all of a sudden nothing could show nothing. Uh, cable, very reliable. And yeah. so th- that might be a reason. You never have your cable go out? Uh, not, not since second grade. No. I've had my cable internet go out a lot. So I guess your mileage may vary depending on, on where you are. On how much construction is happening in, in yeah, the area. yeah, exactly. So yeah, but no, that's a it's uh I, that that if you're going to make an argument for cable, that that might that might be the argument. Um, last thing I want to address is Sang, who's saying if they don't have blackout games, they may have a winner. Uh, until we get rid of the regional sports networks, we will have blackouts because the regional sports net agreements are based on a world where you had cable. And they didn't want you, if you were paying to to watch your regional sports network and they were selling ads for people in the locale to watch regional sports networks, they didn't want you to go watch it on ESPN if they could help it, right? So there's a lot of these agreements that have blackouts. Regional sports networks still exist. So blackouts are going to continue until regional sports networks are dissolved. Good news is Diamond Sports Network, uh, which runs most of the Bally Sports uh, Network uh, outlets or runs all the Bally Sports Network outlets, is bankrupt and Amazon is funding them. And I have hope that Amazon will eventually uh, end blackouts, but that's not going to happen for a couple of years. That said, most of this stuff will not be blacked out. Most of this will be national broadcast rights. So you shouldn't see too many blackouts there. Have we already talked about the possibility that the increased comfort that America has with gambling uh, might uh, cause the programming to just get better and better and better? Oh, yeah. You know what? What's interesting is that ESPN streaming service is going to include some of the things from the website, including ESPN bets. (laughs) Right. Uh, Like 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 it's it seems like. like everything goes in waves. There was a time that, you know, alcohol was under prohibition and then it, you know, resolves and we're seeing prohibition roll back on uh, marijuana. And, and, and to be honest, uh, we're using a bunch of different words for it with like day long fantasy leagues with draft Kings and so on. We're seeing a rollback of prohibition of, of gambling. Um, uh, now who's to say whether or not that's good or bad in the long term. Uh, uh, hyperlinked now to uh, Wall Street bets on Reddit, but uh, but but I, I do believe that if you have a vested interest in running a gambling empire, you're going to make sure that everything's delivered on time, up to the minute, uh, and and fairly. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, a few other Disney news here. Uh, Disney took a nine percent stake in Fortnite. Uh, well, I'm sorry, they took a nine percent stake in Epic. But Epic makes Fortnite. And so that's what most people think of Epic as is, is Fortnite. Sure. Uh, and there's going to be a continued. There's a lot of Disney content in Fortnite already. There's going to be even more. Um, Moana 2 hits theaters in November, according to Bob Iger. Uh, who knew? There's a second one. Well, now you, everyone does. And uh, Bob Iger in the 
earnings call doubled down on password sharing crackdowns, uh, boosting profits, which it did it for Netflix. I don't see why it wouldn't do it for Disney Plus and Hulu. So there you go. Now, hopefully some of these things and all of the information we give you help you figure out how to save some money because you know where the services are and where they're going and where to wisely spend your money. And we would like some of that. Well, specifically, Tom, I was thinking about like every morning I wake up and I ask myself the question, how can I better myself? And a little while ago, I, I woke up and I said, how can I better cord killers? Oh. And as I was coming up with absolutely nothing, <laughs> the phone rang and you said, hey, Brian, what if we had Amos? actually make sure that everything got delivered on time and was arranged appropriately so that all of our content and cord killers made sure to come out on time. While you're doing fine at the switching, it turns out you're pretty bad at the remembering to press the button to publish the thing on time. So we hired Amos. <laughs> yes. Uh, Anthony Lamos, some of you know him from uh, DTNS, know a little more, a word with Tom Merritt, is helping us out uh, to make sure things show up on time. If you noticed a lot of old episodes showing up in feeds <laughs> this week, okay. yeah. that's you why. You my face in it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of people were like, where are these episodes coming from? They're coming from Amos. So <laughs> The calls are coming from inside the Amos. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but Amos... Uh, should should eat food, uh, like because he is human, right? And food uh, costs money. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so uh, we're gonna give him a cut of the Patreon. So if you're like, hey, I like this show's coming out on time with higher quality, uh, and you want to reward it, you can directly pay Amos by going to Patreon.com/slash/CourtKillers. Uh, yeah, no, uh, normally we make a funny joke of it, but my goodness, am I so, so happy to have somebody to keep us, to uh, hold us to task and actually make sure that we publish on time because unlike fictional or comedy podcasts, the stuff we talk about, it actually matters that it comes out on time. And, uh, I really want to apologize for not being good at doing that on my own. Now we're fixing it. You can support on time delivery by upping your pledge over at patreon.com slash cord killers. Normally we make a joke here. I'm not even going to make a joke. Yes. Alms for Amos, please. Like the, the more you guys give, the the more reliable this show becomes. Please, please, please head on over to, to patreon.com. You heard that, Amos. I made Brian promise. So there you go. It's all it's all taken care of. <laughs> Let's move on to the search party. New trailer for Deadpool and Wolverine uh, came out uh, sort of during the Super Bowl. They, they they did this thing in the Super Bowl this year where they barely showed you anything. It was like 15 second ads and be like, get the trailer online, which frankly is probably a better experience because the trailer was pretty funny and pretty good. And Deadpool and Wolverine is coming July 26th. What did you think of the trailer, Brian? Uh, I, I, I got to tell you, man, um, uh, the, uh, there's a wonderful visual language. I I... I I I felt no need to actually listen to any of the audio. Like visually, it told me everything that I needed to know. We saw visually 
a version of uh, Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, well, that's not as messed up as I remember Deadpool. And then we saw, and then we saw the talismans from uh, from Loki. And I'm like, oh, those are those multi-universe time travel people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we see. Well, I'm like, oh, I get it. This is a show where he gets recruited into. Oh, look, Tom Wamsgams from Succession is running the section of the TVA. Okay, I, 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 I definitely, definitely love that part. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but at some point, it was just like uh, 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 it was neat to know the whole story without really paying attention to any of the words. And I'm a hundred percent in on whatever this is going to be. Uh, and, and I didn't even mind. Normally I'd roll my eyes, but he's like, nobody knows what you're talking about. Except those who have Disney plus, Wink. Yeah. you know, like, uh, I, th- I thought it was Stick great. that in your cinematic universe. I mean, that, yeah. that is the kind of stuff you expect from Deadpool. I would almost be disappointed if we didn't get that stuff. Cause it's, 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 it's the shtick that they have developed with Ryan Reynolds, which is great. Um, we also got a new trailer for a quiet place day one, which is a prequel to the other two Quiet Place movies. I would never have bet Quiet Place would become a franchise movie uh, series, but here we are. Uh, a Quiet Place Day One, the origin story of why everyone got quiet, June 28th. So this is one, uh, in our pre-show discussion, you and I, uh, I don't want to say we disagreed, but but we had different takes on it. Um, I thought that beginning with Tom Krasinski and then dialing back time, I'm like, oh, we're just um, spoiler alert for the first movie. Mm, it's a good thing that this movie takes place in the past. Otherwise, nothing I would say would make sense. Uh, it, it, the idea of going back in time opened up the possibility of seeing Tom Krasinski, whereas you you felt like that wasn't really the point. It was just an anchor. Um narratively yeah i looked at this and i'm like oh it's a crossover with the office i get it oh all right (laughs) (laughs) no no i took it as and i'm not saying you're wrong so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out but i took it as previously on I, I took it very simply as like, this is what you loved about the first quiet place. And then there was also that second quiet place that you liked. Uh, what a, what about how it all began? And then we rewind. Um, we may be both right. It may just have been like, this is the previous on to get you into watching the, watching the origin story. And yet we still might get a little cameo or something. In fact, the more I think about it, the more of a missed opportunity it would be not to have Tom Krasinski show up at some point. Or John Krasinski. Either one. Yeah. Or Tom Wamsgabs. <laughs> or, or John Wamsgabs. <laughs> yeah. All four of them together uh, being quiet because it's a quiet place. Uh, we also got a trailer of Despicable Me 4 coming July 3rd, uh, which led Brian to rant to me earlier about how much he hates Illumination. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I try really, really hard not not to poop on anybody else. Like, it's a miracle anything ever gets made. But but my goodness, is the track record with Illumination very poor with me? Um, I, I, I don't know how to feel about this. But, but you said there's an Illumination Studios thing that you do like, right? Yeah, I like the Minions. They're funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I... I, I I put it to you as I don't hate illumination, but I don't like them enough to defend them. 
Well, I, 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 Illumination Studios, I, I realized when I went to go see the Mario movie, it's a bit like the frat bro who keeps saying, Hey, there's something on your shirt. Ah, got you again. And I'm, and I'm like, why do I not like this movie at all? Mm. And I'm like, Oh, Illumination, you got me again. But I also those, like Gru too. I think Gru's a uh, funny character. Actually, I, 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 I do like the character Gru. Yeah. There you go. See, at least we can agree on, agree on that. All right. Uh, <laughs> I almost missed it. Yeah, uh, you did. <laughs> here's some good news for award show fans. Uh, Grammy ratings up 35% from last year. The most watched Grammys since the 2020 Grammys when no one had anything else to do. Uh, so they all watched the Grammys. Uh, big part of the reason is Paramount Plus. A bunch of people streamed it on Paramount Plus. I, I, I didn't watch the Grammys. Um, I, I, if you did, I would love to hear about it. But yeah. We talked about it last week. If, if you want to listen to my, you know, my, my bit on it from last week about what I thought of the actual, uh, Grammys, go, go check out last week's episode. But, uh, but, but it's, it's been a week and I'm still reading articles about, uh, did you notice this at the Grammys or whatever? So that's so funny. I'm not seeing those articles because I, and I watched it. So you think I'd be seeing those more myself, but, uh, that's, that's, that's interesting. But yeah. yeah, I felt like it was an old people Grammys. That's kind of the, the upshot of what I said last week was like, they sure did a lot to make old people watch. Um, which at first is why I thought the viewership was up. I'm like, oh yeah, all the old people turned on their televisions with their cable TV and watched the Grammys. Uh, but turns out, no, it was, it was actually pretty popular on streaming as well. So I guess the young people like seeing the old people as well. And when I'm saying old people, I'm like, yes, Joni Mitchell performed, which was magic, as I said, but you know, Tracy Chapman performed and a lot of Stevie wonder, a lot, a lot of heritage artists, not, not as many of the, the new young folks. Yeah. Uh, also, because Dan Trachtenberg is a friend of the show and we love him, uh, we're very excited that a sequel to uh, his Predator film is coming out. Badlands is in the works. Um, that's not the because. The because is because he's an extremely talented artist and he makes the best version of Predator movies of all times. That's the real reason. Also, comma, he happens to be a friend of the show and a friend of ours. I mean, those are all true. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's You should like them whether you know Dan Trachtenberg or not. Um, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson is going on tour. 24 dates starting at New York City's Beacon Theater on April 2nd. He'll be doing onstage skits uh, headed to Chicago, Detroit, Nashville, Houston, Fort Worth, Phoenix, San Diego, and San Francisco before the best of his shows, the final show at the LA Greek Theater on May 11th, where Brian and Justin will be joining me because why would they bother going to one of the middle shows when he's still getting things right? And you could come to LA and be with me and watch the best version of his show. Yeah, okay, look. Here's the real controversy, and this is where we're going to need everybody to weigh in over at cordkillers at gmail.com. This is this is a ha ha, we're joking fight, but it also might be an actual fight. It's a real fight, folks. <laughs> where, where should Tom, Justin, and Brian go see this? In LA, where everyone's going to be all LA, or. <laughs> Or in not Austin, because it's not in Austin. However, it is in Dallas, Texas on 420. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, that's not, just, it's not a bad, that's not a bad 
date. It's a good date. I, I, I'm just saying. But ca- uh, counterpoint, it's in Dallas. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, it's not in Dallas, though. It's in Fort Worth, right? It's a valid point. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, the date, like, if I'm going to be in Houston on 419 or in Dallas on 420, <laughs> I feel like I know which one I'd like to enjoy this show on. May 11th at the Greek theater, because you still haven't stayed in my spare room at the new house. Uh, you know what? I'll just, I'll just come move in with you for a month. That, that'll be easier. Let, I think that, that, that solves on. it. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we could figure that out. Uh, Taylor Swift's Eras tour concert film uh, was a big hit in theaters. A lot of people were like, it saved theaters. Uh, you could argue about whether that's true, but it did very well in theaters. Uh, it was a big hit on video on demand. Uh, people were renting it uh, for like 20 bucks. Uh, you could rent it and watch it. It is now going to be available on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus paid $75 million for the rights. It'll come to Disney+, Plus March 15th, and very wisely includes five songs that weren't in the theater version. So even if you saw it in the theaters or rented the theater version, you're going to get new stuff, which means every Swifty's going to watch it again. Not that they wouldn't watch it again anyway, but now they're really definitely going to watch it again. You know, I'm glad you brought this up because like I get a lot of pushback on this, but every so often I'll say, I think that Taylor Swift has a little bit of that business know-how. No kidding, I think really. she knows what she's up to. You think more people would talk about that, Brian. That's very astute of you. Mm. Yeah. I th- swear I saw her in the crowd at the Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, Wait, uh, were, were you at the Super Bowl yesterday? Well, no, when I was watching it on TV yesterday. I swear oh. I saw them. You know, they show a picture of, uh, of some people in the crowd, and I, I could have sworn I saw her there. Is, is is this like an obvious thing that everybody knows? Yes. yes okay, okay right. sorry. Right. I pushed it too far, Brian. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, let's talk about Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is going to star in an action flick from Nobody writer Derek Kolstad. That's called Normal. It's not a sequel to Nobody. Uh, this is uh, the same guy that put together uh, John Wick, right? Derek Colstead. Uh, oh, the, I yeah. think the director is the same guy who put together John Wick too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, ben it's uh, uh, look. I'm I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna love it. It's oh yeah, and Colstead did John Wick too. Yeah. But right. boy, oh boy, was I excited by the enticing fantasy of there being a trilogy of first nobody, then somebody, then everybody. But uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen or not. Indeed. Uh, but still, um, Bob Odenkirk, action star. I love it. This is good. I'm into it. Uh, Finally, Peacock has got the rights to stream the Chinese adaptation of the three-body problem. Everybody's very excited about the Netflix version that's coming on March 21st. But if you want to watch a Chinese version made by Tencent, that will come to Peacock February 10th. Uh, I I encourage everybody to watch the first third of it because that's how many of the books I read. Uh, <laughs> and then watch the first third of Netflix's version and compare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and we'll all be on the same page. And then yeah. Literally. <laughs> all right. Let us get to the buried treasure. Buried treasure. Uh, Brian, I know you talked about watching Back to the Future last week with your daughter and that she was excited to learn there were sequels. Did you watch the sequels? Oh, my goodness, Tom. It was really, really disappointing. Like uh, uh, she wanted like 
I got to be there for that amazing moment when she's like, what to be continued. They go to the future. And I'm like, yeah, the future of 2015. And she's like, Oh, and then, and then we started it. And then I recognized just what a, what a trap the writers had set for themselves by making that promise where it's like, uh, Problem, we have this other character and the girlfriend that we don't really care about. Uh, solution, uh, uh, magical gizmo puts her to sleep. We set her next to a garbage pail for the rest of the movie. Uh, uh, it, it was, a to my 11-year-old daughter, she was not impressed with curious artifacts like the fact that uh, Biff's Casino is an actual casino in Las Vegas. She was not impressed with the fact that Biff was modeled at the time in the late 80s on Donald Trump. She was not impressed with the fact that they had introduced and, and done so many beats that were reminiscent of previous beats. But to her credit, she was like, fine, let's watch this Old West one. She, boy, did she not be impressed with the fact that that doc brown starts saying marty lines and marty starts saying doc brown lines uh, uh she she was very excited when i started skipping giant chunks of it and uh. she just wanted to go back to lower decks that's all she wanted to watch which at the end of the day that's eh, a that's a that's a fine thing to be proud of for your eleven year old. Is that? I mean, is it's that it's it's not it's not a bad choice. I also experienced that as a as a teen when those movies were new. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> where like you got so excited about Back to the Future two, and then you went to see Back to the Future two, and you're like, that wasn't as good as the first one. At least we had the benefit then of jokes like the Cubs won the World Series not being just a fact. <laughs> Yes, but exactly. still an unbelievable thing. So, um, yeah, that I, I I can see why that not my fall flat. Um, uh, and there is a fair bit of like hitting you over the head, and 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 a fair bit of like stunt casting the same actors in the same similar role when yeah. they don't need to be just because they could that kind of thing. Sure. Um, well, obviously, uh, one of the biggest things on television uh, in the United States on Sunday was the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. It was an incredible game. Uh, even friends of mine who aren't big football fans like Roger Chang were talking about how great of a game it was because it went into overtime and you didn't know who was going to win until the last second. Uh, so there was that. There was also the Taylor Swift of it all, Brian, which is Taylor Swift dating uh, Travis Kelsey, a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, had flown from Tokyo at the end of her concert there uh, and made it in time to be in the stands. And they showed her several times throughout the game. They didn't, they didn't talk about her being there. They just, they would show her in reaction shots. Um, and of course it's the Super Bowl, So Super Bowl commercials and everybody talking about all the commercials and which ones were fun and which ones were not. Uh, apparently Timu has changed the pronunciation of Timu to Temu. Because I looked at last year's Timu Super Bowl ad and they pronounced it Timu. But this year on their Super Bowl ad, they pronounced it Temu. So that was news to me. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention about watching the Super Bowl was uh, I started streaming it on DirecTV now. And at some point during the fourth quarter, uh, which is towards you know the, the end of the regulation game, uh, the, the stream just started pausing and getting low res. Uh, and I was like, huh, I wonder if uh, if DirecTV Now is just getting hammered. But 
because I have Paramount Plus and CBS was the channel the Super Bowl was on, I had the option to just switch over to Paramount Plus, which I did. And it started streaming beautifully and in less compression than DirecTV now. And I'm like, ah, I should have been watching it the whole time on this. Uh, it also got a little chunky towards the overtime because I think more and more people were were piling in to watch it at the end. <laughs> they were figuring out the same thing that you figured out. Or possibly that too, right? Um, but it, it held up. It never stopped. It never crashed the way the DirecTV now did. But that is something that I thought was interesting uh, that I wouldn't have been able to do in cable it, with cable. You either, you, if it started to go out, you had to call the cable company and, and complain and that wouldn't do anything. But I, I had multiple streaming services to choose from. So that I was able to, to keep watching without much of an issue. Is, is this the first time in our lifetimes that, that, that this level of event you, you had multiple options for? Not really, I don't think. I mean, I guess I mean, Super, Super Bowls you were change channels or <laughs> what? Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, first of all, the Super Bowl was one of the first things to stream for free on television because they're selling so many ads that they wanted more eyeballs. So if you remember, we would talk about like you could actually watch the Super Bowl streaming online, uh, you know, years and years ago. Uh, but it wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't, I wasn't talking about multiple options to watch it. I was talking about multiple services carrying the same channel. You could also watch the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon though. Yes. And, uh, while I rolled my eyes so hard, they fell out of my face. The first time we talked about this idea, the longer I've sat with it, the better I feel about it, because this is a way for dads and kids to watch the same thing and both get what they want out of it. Yeah, uh, indeed. So that that was kind of fun. Although I believe Super Bowl one was carried on two networks because it was not considered to be that that popular. So they they were wanting people to cover it. So they didn't sell it exclusive. And then maybe Super Bowl two was that way. But I know Super Bowl one was that way. Uh, anyway, if you got something we should be on the lookout for, email us cordkillers at gmail.com. Uh, meanwhile, I, this is another reason that you have to come to LA on May 11th. Cause I'm coming to Austin on April 8th, Brian. Ooh, are we going to talk about the thing? Look, yeah. uh, uh, so, so we've, uh, uh, there was a couple of years we couldn't do it. I forget the reason why somebody got sick, I think, but, uh, for five years, we've done the Founders Day picnic, and it's a wonderful festival of everybody who loves anything Tom related, anything Brian related, anything Justin Robert Young related, anything related to anything we've touched. It's a genuine picnic, and we've had we've had we broke world records uh, with Guinness. We uh, have revealed giant news of projects that we're working on. We have had incredible uh, silly game tournaments with the biggest trophy I've ever seen. Uh, we're going to do all those this year, except also there'll be a little, yeah, it was tough to book, Tom, but at 1.35 p.m., a little guest called The Moon is going to show up. The moon. What an interesting name. Uh, who's that? Uh, Luna. Well, her whole gimmick is she is about the same optical size as the sun. And every so often, it's very difficult to book her. But but she'll show up at, at guaranteed times. 
and just kind of block the sun for a second. So all of a sudden, in the middle of the day, it'll turn in tonight. There's going to be an eclipse. It's going to be awesome. I like on that. top of that, <laughs> on top of that, uh, 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 I, I was trying to figure out how to make it even more special. And your friend of mine, George Robb, a fellow podcaster uh, and comedian, he uh, he has a like a, a 26 minute version of Dark Side of the Moon that he performs on the piano. And so he's going to do that down to the second. So as he finishes the track Eclipse, a total solar eclipse will happen. He's going to be singing the lyrics, but the sun is eclipsed by the moon, and that's when the sun will be eclipsed by the moon. It's going to be unbelievably amazing. So I register the URL, foundersdayeclipse.com. Just go there, buy yourself a ticket. We've got we got places for RVs. We got acres and acres. If if you want to camp, you can camp. Uh, but the important thing is that Tom is confirmed. I'm confirmed. Justin's confirmed. Uh, uh, Andrew Heaton's confirmed. We got uh, we got Jomo and the Possum Posse is confirmed. My daughter's band is going to play. It's going to be truly a once in a lifetime experience. Well, I wasn't going to miss it anyway. But your daughter's band makes me extra extra certain because <laughs> she sat in with uh, Jomo uh, last year and it was it was fantastic. I I can't wait. Yeah. This is this is amazing. All right, um, yeah, you got to come, folks. Uh, check it out. April 8th. Now it is time to scan the horizon. Look, Brian. It's thunder. Look. Look. That was good timing. (laughs) Uh, YouTube TV has more than 8 million subscribers now. The cable replacement service, not to be confused with plain old YouTube, uh, is now the largest of its kind. So it's ahead of Hulu Plus Live TV's 4.6 million, ahead of Sling TV's 2.1 million. Still smaller than traditional cable, uh, though Comcast's Xfinity is not that far in front of it with 14.1 million. YouTube TV got the rights to NFL Sunday ticket this season, which boosted its subscribers. It also boosted Google's overall strategy on increasing subscription revenue. Uh, If you're curious about plain old YouTube, it now has 3 million channels and reports 1 billion hours viewed daily. Also has a new odd option in the Android and iOS mobile apps that lets you create a feed of videos themed off of a color. Um, Ooh, ooh. I was on the same page with you. And then you said that last sentence. And now that's all I want to hear about. Uh, uh, have they stated what, what the point of that is? No, <laughs> they haven't. Everyone thinks it must be like, uh, some kind of data collection or perhaps it's mood, uh, mood inducing or, or something. But yeah. Uh, if you want the, the, red the videos, It'll just, sense. yeah, it'll tell you, it'll give you a bunch of red videos. Um, uh, uh, so, so, so you, YouTube TV, uh, is, uh, at the forefront of the replacing cab- cable revolution. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. And I think this is really interesting because I go back and forth on whether I think these cable replacement services are even going to be around, uh, for, for long, because I think they are a stopgap for people like me who are like, man, the only way to get the Dodgers games is literally through cable or that cable like service direct TV now. So I get direct TV now. If I didn't have to get direct TV now for that, I'd be like, well, it's MLB network and NHL network, you know, but 
I probably could get most of the hockey games I want elsewhere. Maybe I don't need that. And I think with these combo bundles and stuff, the need for a cable replacement service is going to get less and less uh, until they go away, which is why I think it's interesting that YouTube TV is winning because YouTube TV has a pivot move to be like, hey, uh, guess what? We've merged YouTube TV into YouTube. So your NFL Sunday ticket uh, subscription, it already works on YouTube and it'll continue to work on YouTube as will whatever is left of YouTube TV. Someday. Yeah, the, uh, 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 I got more, but I'll save it for after talk. Yeah. Uh, Funimation sold bonus online copies of physical discs that they said would be in your digital library forever. So important point, you had to buy a physical copy, then you could use the code to put a digital copy in your Funimation library, quote unquote, forever. Well, now Funimation is going away April 2nd. Uh, it's getting rolled into Crunchyroll. Um, and they're taking away the digital copies that they said would be there forever because uh, they said they would be in Funimation forever. But there's no more Funimation, so they're not going to be there. You might be able to get some kind of refund, they say, to contact customer service, but they don't have a policy for it. So I'm not sure what you're going to get. Uh, obviously, it's a subsection of people who have this problem. You had to have bought discs from Funimation and redeemed the code uh, and to really be over the over the barrel, you would have had to have lost or gotten rid of your physical copy, and this was your only copy. Um, but it's the anime community, so there, there's a lot of people very upset about this, even if just in principle. Yeah, and uh, the just in principle, I think, is the important part because um, I guarantee that nobody at Funimation or the ghost of Funimation is thrilled to inherit this problem. Uh, and all of them want to make things right. Um, so it's Sony I, again. Remember, Sony was very like tight lipped when it looked like your stars purchase or your Lionsgate purchases were going to go away. And then they figured it out and they're not going away. Uh, they are just not communicating about this. And a lot of people are upset. Well, and, and uh, in, in my very small experience, Tom, I, I run a very small online store called Scam Stuff. Uh, what I have what I have learned is. uh um, whether or not you're able to deliver on time is much less important than how effective you are in constantly being in communication with the people that you have made promises to, exactly. you know, like, uh, and so as a result, like week after week, if something's delayed, it's like, uh, this is how far we've come. We've yep. done this. That, Just tell that, me where that. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 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 Yeah, and Sony's not been very good with that. Um, the other thing is you should never very very Sony. <laughs> you, you should never have called it forever. Life of the service or something. I know it's a weasel world, but it's it's accurate uh, to this case. Saying forever as long as we can. Yeah, or... really, really made people upset. Um, Plex launched its movie rental store, but it's just rentals. One of the reasons is that Plex thinks ahead, unlike Sony or Funimation, and doesn't believe it can guarantee you access to purchases. It's like, it's just too many people involved. It's too complicated. Uh, Plex CEO Keith Valerie told TechCrunch that a purchase option, quote, creates some additional wrinkles. Now you've got to keep this locker for people long term. And that does that really make sense? Uh, so, uh, Plex is just not going to try to sell you something and pretend that you own it. Uh, they're just going to rent it to you. Cause that's what you get. You get a rental. 
Uh, ah, man, I'm so conflicted because I, I like the idea of buying something and owning it. However, I also respect a company saying, I can't promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Especially a company like Plex where they're like, if you have, of course, without violating the DMCA, ripped a copy, you can store it in your Plex server forever. Uh, so that's uh, and, a better and, option for you anyway. And also, if anybody's well positioned to say that kind of thing, it's going to be the brand that is synonymous with, I don't know, my cousin has this thing filled with a bunch of pirated stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's They're, they're not going to say that, but that is definitely true. Um John Landgraf at FX does an annual tally of original series uh, that is usually looked at to gauge the increase in the number of television shows being made. At least that's what it's been over the past several years. But this year, it's a decrease, a 12% drop. 516 scripted titles made it to air in 2023, a 12% drop from 2022, and not counting 2020 when things were held off because of covid this marks the first reduction in scripted series in more than a decade i mean this is a good time to remember that not only did the world catch fire everybody got sick everybody was trapped in their homes but then the moment that we were allowed outside we all decided to go to war with each other both actual wars and also on top of that you know, wars over uh, union stuff and, and strikes and all that stuff. So it, it, this all feels like a natural consequence to that, to me, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I think in addition to that, um, we are seeing, we have, we've talked over and over on Cord Killers about we've moving into the consolidation phase of streaming TV industry. And as you consolidate and cut costs and raise, you know, and try, try to start making money instead of acquiring new, new viewers, uh, you make fewer shows. So we hit peak TV in 2022 is what this says. And in 2023, as we know, all these services started cutting costs and raising prices. Uh, and so they spent less money on making shows. And I don't see that turning around this year or next year. So, yeah, I think uh, peak TV peaked in 2022. Now, uh, uh, I suspect there'll be a, an even bigger peak down the road. But for now, yes. Everything I, goes in cycles, right? But it, yeah. it's it's going to be a while. Uh, according to The Wrap, Amazon, Netflix, and Paramount were more than interested in securing the rights to air Coyote vs. Acme, a film that is in the can. It is done. I mean, there's probably little touch-ups here and there, but it's it's ready to go from Warner Brothers. Uh, Warner Brothers had shelved it in order to save money uh, by writing down the cost of it, but it gave filmmakers... The, that made Coyote versus Acme a chance to shop it around to other studios. They said, okay, if you can get a good enough deal, uh, we'll let somebody else show it, but, but we need to get the money that would outweigh the amount it would save us to write down the cost of it. Each of the studios, Amazon, Netflix, and Paramount, reportedly submitted big offers. Uh, Paramount's even included plans for a theatrical release, but they were all short of the 75 to $80 million figure that Warner brothers discovery was looking for. Um, uh, we, we, we could probably go an hour on this. Um, <laughs> well, but- the, the, the gut reaction I see from people is like, look at Warner brothers discovery, just being greedy, uh, and, and irrationally not allowing this movie that's finished to be shown. How awful of them. 
Well, I, and and the response to that is uh, that's what happens when uh, a company responds to the incentives that are set up, like the tax incentives, the uh, investment incentives, the regulatory incentives, all make this the more as horrific as it is and as frustrating as it must be to work so hard on something that will never see the light of day. Like uh, you, you can't give it away for free because then you can't say it's a loss only by actually destroying it. You have, that's the only way you get to get the tax write-offs and so on. It's, it's a real bummer. I, 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 I don't, I don't love anything about this, but it's, it's not that difficult to, to, to understand, uh, the way that tax code is written, there is a way where you can say, we spent this much money on a movie. Uh, it didn't make any money. Uh, and so it is a cost. Uh, and so you you now put it in your cost column. And when the government is determining how much money you made, the cost column gets to subtract from the income column. Well, uh, and and on 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 top of that, if you gave it away for free, then you have to have a negotiation about like, well, you didn't make any money on it. But that's, that looks like that's a lot the of key, right? Advertising, right? At that point, it's like, well, you didn't charge for it, so that's not a cost because you didn't charge, so you weren't trying to make money. But if it's look, we made this, and it turned out there was not a market for it, it's a loss. Then you get to get all take all seventy five to eighty million off, which is what I assume it costs. What what I assume is that they were looking at this saying, "We think we can uh, write off seventy five to eighty million. If you can sell it to somebody for more than that, then it's worth actually putting out. Otherwise, well, we're going to write it down." On top of that, there's also the layer of um, people don't just automatically show up because there's a new movie there's additional marketing costs that you have to put on it. So so let's say it's $80 million. Uh, it, it probably, the number would have to be and enough marketing to cause it to at least break even. So they would have probably have another uh, 40 yeah. to 60 million on top of that. Bobcat's saying, I would like to see their math. Uh, Liz, there's there's no percentage in the accountants at Warner Brothers Discovery fudging this math. They 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 are very accurate to say this is how much we can legally write it down for with the IRS. There's there's no other motivation for them to be like, ha ha, let's spike this movie. If they could make more money by releasing it, they would. That's that's the plain and simple truth of it. Uh, Dan Wally's saying there's a way to give it away for free and still write it off. Um, and, and maybe that's true. I, I have no idea. But I have heard what Brian has heard, which is if you give it away for free, it severely reduces the ability to, to write it off as an expense. Uh, finally, this one's going to be counterintuitive as well. Spending on home movies and TV watching rose 17% on the year. Despite what you may think you know, spending on streaming services also rose 21% on the year and was by far the thing people spent the most money on compared to video on demand or digital downloads. Uh, Disc sales and rentals dropped 25%. So despite everyone claiming they're just canceling all their streaming services, uh, in actuality, people spent 21% more on streaming services last year. Now, some of that is price rise. So I think I think that's fair, but not all of it. Uh, if I were to speculate, and that's all it would be, it would be that there's a, a, just a dearth of uh, uh, good reasons to go to the movie theater. Like, uh, I mean, there was a time 
three, four years ago where it's like every single week we were excited to go see a new movie. And now, ooh, fingers crossed, please tell me there's something good out there is is where we're at. Um, yeah. And and people are, are starting to realize like, oh, if I cancel cable and just get a couple of services, it actually saves me money. And more people who didn't have the streaming services are doing that. So I think that's that's a big part of it, too. All right. Let us hear the chatter. So I like this email. Uh, I don't know who it's from, uh, but they say they, they they seem to indicate they wanted to remain anonymous. Uh, yeah. Who who knows? It's 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 probably from uh, uh, Zaslov. I have no idea. So, hey, Tom and Brian. I have no problem with them cracking down on password sharing outside the house. I understand it's a business decision. I'm a subscriber of Hulu and Disney Plus. My problem is I'm a privacy-focused person, and I use a VPN. Hulu and Disney Plus have disabled access for me using their service multiple times, stating VPNs are not allowed. Now, uh, he he goes into a description of this, uh, which we'll have in the show notes, but essentially, when you have a VPN... It's a different IP address than your IP address. Now, if I'm in Los Angeles, I can have a VPN that is in Los Angeles, but it's going to be a different VPN than my address. And so if Disney sees that uh, VPN address, it probably has a fair way of knowing it's a VPN and they have no way of knowing if that's a person in Los Angeles using a Los Angeles VPN or a person in Frankfurt using a Los Angeles VPN to get around geo restrictions. And so they try to block those. And so that's what this emailer is is contending with is I'm trying to use a VPN for security purposes and I can't use Hulu and Disney Plus, even though I'm paying for it legitimately. Um, he said, if they completely block me as a paying customer who only uses my phone and tablet and does not share the service with anyone else, I would have no choice except to cancel the service. Uh, I, I have not run into this and I always have a VPN on like, like my default, because most of the work I do is, is here at, you know, the shared HQ space and it's just best practices to always have a VPN. What VPN do you use? Uh, uh, NordVPN. Head on over to nordvpn.com slash I use ExpressVPN and I don't have the same issue. So it kind of does depend. It does depend uh, because those companies are both very good at uh, fighting the VPN IP address wars. Um, Yeah. I don't know. So so it might be hypothetically, we're not, we're not implicating anyone, but, but in theory, there are better VPNs to use than whatever they're using. Yeah. Uh, Keith, uh, who is also Floctimus Prime on Patreon, thank you, boss, says, Hello, Brian and Tom. First best worst last is such a great concept that you could spin it off into a separate podcast. It seems like after some initial work on a new feed, artwork, and Patreon, the week-to-week wouldn't be too much extra work for the two of you. Stretch the segment to about 30 minutes and continue to record it in your Cord Killer session. Spoiler in time could be reserved for special viewing experiences like Dune 2 or The Beekeeper 2, Mind Your Business. Just sharing my idea for another income stream. Uh, uh, number one, uh, 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 your appreciation is appreciated because this is something that both Tom and I have talked about off air. Like, man, this first best worst last thing, there's something to that. Uh, so, so we would like to pursue it, but we need a few more laps to 
get some practice on it before we spin it off into something else. But, but yes, I'm, I'm really glad you enjoy it. Uh, and then we've got an email from one of our bosses that said, uh, they really appreciate, uh, they, they appreciated hearing Brian freak out about not recording and me getting wound around the chain about pausing. Uh, thanks for the shout out, asking how you were doing and how you're getting back on your feet. Glad to see Amos join the team. And then Brett said, Brian, hearing your honesty about ADD was very helpful in my life. While I don't think I have that particular issue, the golden rules of communication you mentioned really helped me think about changing my approach with my family and coworkers. I am re-listening to that after talk now, and I'm going to try to say, I heard such and such. What is everything that came before that? I know some older gentlemen that have had to check out of life simply because their hearing is damaged and really interferes with their interaction with others. I want to avoid that as long as possible. It sort of begs the question, should I announce my heart problems on Facebook so other friends can get checked too? I don't want to come across asking for sympathy. Rather, I'm getting taken care of by a doctor for something. Make sure you are too. What? I- Akira. I, 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 oh man, I'm not comfortable giving specific advice to anybody about that kind of thing. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about in after talk, we talked a a bit about how the whole way I got my ADD diagnosis was because we thought I was having hearing loss. And along the way it it was, it turns out we were introduced to the golden rules of communication, um, all of this is a long way to say that you should be a patron at patreon.com slash cord killers. Um, when it comes to uh, announcing your specific problems, uh, there's probably a reason I took four years to get around to very quietly, slowly confessing, uh, you know, the, the story that, that I'm telling now. So I, man, I don't know. I ain't your dad. Yeah. And your mileage may vary. Do what's comfortable. But I, I totally encourage you, if your only objection is, well, I don't want to appear to be looking for sympathy, uh, just say, hey, I ain't looking for sympathy, uh, but I have an anxiety disorder. And so I went and got help, and now I have ways to deal with it. So if you think you might too, you know, go get it checked out. Uh, I'm not saying that for this person. I'm saying that for me because I have an anxiety order, and I went and got it checked out. And it was very helpful to do that. So it's you don't have to be come off like you're asking for sympathy. Uh, just do it the way you're you're saying you can do it. And if you don't feel comfortable saying it out loud, then don't. Like 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 Brian says, like do do what's right one, for you. The one thing that I know absolutely will help will become a Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash cord killers. Listen to After Talk where you get the real sauce. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. And we are live at twitch.tv slash night attack Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I reckon we'll talk to you next time. 